Ladies and gentlemen, around the world, this is Gavina T.K. Kirkland. You're listening to the T.K. Kirkland Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the T.K. Kirkland Podcast. <laughs> you know, every now and then you got to get something back to up and rising comedians and they pick your brain and I see where their minds at and I keep it real with them and let them know if this is for them or not for them. So talk to me. What's going on? What you wanted to know from me? I just want to know really like how to formulate a set from start to finish. Like how do you keep it in order? Because I, I got I, I I a, a good 30 minutes worth of material but it's not no... It's, it's a bunch of topics, and it's like hard to mend them together. Mm. How long you been doing stand up? Uh, uh, I've been on the stage for about ten years. About a year? No, for about ten years. I've been hosting and doing stand up off and on for like ten years. Okay. Okay. Yeah, but the thing about comedy, what people don't know, is real, one, you got to have the gift of conversation. So you have to work on that. That's important. What I mean by the gift of conversation, you got to be able to turn everything into a conversation if you can. A lot of people don't have that ability. Two, you have to find who you are. Is your, is your topic politics? Is it just forming an opinion? If you just giving advice, do you have personality? Sometimes you got personality, you don't have to be funny. Just use personality all the time. Talk about your, 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 just life in general, what's going on in your life. And if you talk about sex, then you do sex jokes. If you talk about politics, you do a few things with politics. If you talk about crime, you keep it crime. That's all, just following the blueprint. It's really easy. Okay. What made you want to do stand-up? Well, uh, I love it because I was a kid. This is what I like. It just consumed me. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't really... Pe- people watch movies. I really don't watch no movies. I don't watch no shows. I just watch stand-up and podcasts now. I watch people like you and Godfrey and a whole bunch of y'all that just giving out game trying to figure out how can right. I fine-tune this thing. So yeah, I, I, uh, what... what? Great, I'm sorry. I'm listening. No, I'm listening. No, no, girl, I'm listening to you. No, I'm listening. Okay. I was just like, so I, I just like, even when I was a kid, right, I thought I wanted to go to the NBA. So, and I was good at basketball, right? So, but my secret mm-hmm. weapon was I, I make somebody laugh. They think I'm playing around, then I, I'm giving you more buckets. So, it was like, mm-hmm. you know, really, is this thing serious? Is he playing? Is it, and you, you can never... But that was always my secret weapon. I could make you laugh. You're like, yo, this thing is crazy. Then I'm still scoring buckets. So then <laughs> when, when I was 17, I had a baby. I said, I don't think basketball is going to make it. <laughs> so, but I always knew I wanted, I loved stand-up comedy. And then I used to watch people like Howie Bell. And I'm like, it's, mm-hmm. he, used to get, he, he used to get standing over this. I'm like, I want that. I want that one man. I don't even want a team no more. I, I want to be the only person getting that eruption when it's done. I like that. So, I like that. So that's where I started. That is an awesome I, feeling, yo. 
And I've had it. I'm, I did. I did places like the Met in Philly. I did. I got notable shows under my under my belt. It's just I still before I want to record something and sell it, and that's what made me want to reach out to you because you said you got your own stand up that you push your own stuff like your own special, and you went to TK Kirkland right. and all that. I, I looked at it. I was like, oh, right. all right. So I wanted to see how could I put mine together, and I just wanted to. Yeah, you know, you, as, you, as you grow through the game. You'll find people who have got cameras who want to just get on, and they'll videotape it for you. A lot of things that happen for you, but you got to be out there. you got to network. you got to communicate. And if you do that, everything uh, falls into line. I just really believe in the universe, and I believe that when things are going to happen for you, happen, but you got to put the work in, though. You know, right. nothing's going to come to you sitting at the house, Not nothing. And to everybody right. listening who has any dreams, you talk about how you want this, how you want that, but you got to go out there and let people know that you exist to get it done. And then you got to be funny. When you're funny, people just flock to you. Like, I know it looked like it's overnight, my success. And what's so great, and I just tell us to close friends and people. See, I knew years ago. I was going to be super popular. Now, I still, I still even got to where I'm going. A year, two years from now, it's going to be even crazier than what it is today. But I thank God for what I'm doing now, interviewing you on my podcast. I thank God for all the other podcasts on this planet that people have come with that has skyrocketed into fame because this is what has made me popular, and that's what I like. And that's what I'm going to keep going. So I'm just doing my part. Normally I don't even do these type of interviews with people doing stand-up. Not that I don't want to. It's just so busy. I like for people really to learn the hard way. What I mean by the hard right. way, you, you want it so bad. Like I told you, read some books. Um, sit down and go to the library. or, or go, Now you can Google. You know, you can Google how to write a joke, how to um, blend topics together. And it's like going to school, and once you have the blueprint in your brain, you can never go wrong. And that's the difference between a great comedian and a good comedian. A great comedian is going to read. A great comedian is going to study. A great comedian is going to do his current events every week that when he walks into a building, he's prepared to give a great show. Then you can have the discipline. When you start getting famous, can you leave the women alone? If you get famous and you get disciplined, do you have the discipline not to drink a lot? Like, how serious do you want it? How serious are you willing to make it happen? So that's why people are shocked when they find out that I'm 63 years old because you know I got a birthday coming up. So and right. I'm really 109. But all these years, I took care. <laughs> like, I look good for. I look good for 109 years old. What? Yeah, I'm 109, yo. Let me tell you something. I've been on this earth so fucking long, it's crazy. But I eat good. I work out every other day. I do about um, 20, 30 miles a week. I do about, man, um, 1,400 push-ups a week. Oh, nigga, I don't be playing. Oh, yeah. But then I'm going to start swimming again. 
Yeah, I take care of myself, yo. You got, you got, you got. I always tell people you gotta love yourself. See, I love me. Fuck that. You know, when people always say, "Oh, you arrogant," or "You selfish," and or "You just really," they make it seem like that's a bad thing. Right. Like you're not supposed Absolutely. to love yourself. Uh, yeah. People, you grow up. People make it seem like it's bad to love you. But Listen, you gotta love just, you. I literally just got a comment on my page that's a. Uh, you talk about yourself with such confidence, like you're that person. I'm like, <laughs> what's wrong with that? What am I? How am I supposed right. to talk about myself? It's right, fam. And that's always been a bad thing growing up in the world. You're like even when you're on a date, you got to know how to balance it when you're on a date. But when you when you and I was young, I used to hear that. Well, you talk about yourself a lot. You shouldn't talk about yourself a lot. But when you do talk about yourself, it should be with conviction and confidence because you love you now. If the bitch can't put up with it or the guy can't put up with it, fuck them and move on. But you want somebody that feels the same way because what? Most men are complainers. Most men whine all the time. So if a man a man has to stop whining and go out and do it, these females got to stop whining. Because you know what I hate? I hate to hear a bitch say, I'm out here doing this all by myself. Well, bitch, you wasn't you the one was in the Hampton Inn, fucking, and not being responsible, <laughs> eating Skittles and shit and motherfucking barbecue chips and letting a nigga fucking you. Now you got a baby and you trying to say I'm out here doing it by myself. You was the motherfucker in the room by yourself when you was fucking. Right, you chose that life, son. Right, exactly. So don't make it seem like I'm I'm a bad person. I I didn't go that motherfucking route. Like what the fuck? Hate that shit, yo. Hate hearing that shit. So I'm I just out here doing it by like, myself. Yeah, bitch. Huh? <laughs> I just want to see one look. I I read comedy. I bought the book How to Kill in Comedy. I got the new comedy Bible. I got How to Write Funny. I just wanted to hear from like a black person. Like I feel like these are white people giving me the structure and it's good, it's right, it's okay. But when it comes to Right, that, right. You feel me? So Right, right. That's that's what, what I really reached out. Yeah, and that's what you want. You want to um hear it and I, from a book. And I don't and you want to hear it and I don't like if you ever watch my stand up, do you know I have never I have, put it like this. I haven't written a joke on a piece of paper in about 30 years. Yeah. But I will, from time to time, write a topic on a piece of paper, but not the joke. Like, I don't write the joke out. I can see it and it stay in my motherfucking head. Hold on a second, Barry. Don't hang up. Hold on. But that's just me. I, I'll tell people I was Jay-Z and Tupac before they was born. You know what I'm saying? They go into the booth and do the shit off the top of the dome. Right. I was doing that shit way back in the day. Way back in the day. But that's what you get to do and learn to work white crowds, black crowds, Spanish crowds. And as you get more years in the business, when you walk in a room, you'll automatically know what kind of material to do. You'll feel it. You see some white, a lot of white people in there, you got to do a little of current events. Then work your way towards doing the stuff for the black people. Hold on, get back. Okay, I'm back. Yeah, so that's what you have to do. How many times you go on stage a month, you think? 
Well, I just moved to uh, Florida, so I just I'm, I'm in Miami. I was going to start doing okay. like as much as possible because they I was, I'm from Philly, and our our right. uh, comedy scene not really like that. It was really trash. Right, actually. right, right. Yeah, you talking about Philly? You talking about Miami? I'm talking about Philly. Philly's comedy scene is actually trash. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you just got to go out and find out the comedy clubs down there and introduce yourself to everybody, hang out at the comedy clubs, hang out and build a rapport and relationship, try to get on open mics and work your way up to open up for different comedians and learn how to do clean material. I've been stressing that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've been stressing that because most of you comics don't know how to do clean material. And it's not that you have to do it. It should be in your repertoire. It should be on your in your catalog that mm-hmm. you can do all kind of material, right? You just don't want to be known for just one way. Now, people say, TK, you curse. Yeah, I curse. But I can do a clean set. Mm-hmm. I know I can do a clean set. But I want to know if the comics can do a clean set. Like, I'm in Virginia. Everybody who opened up for me, which I very seldom have people open up for me, I was just in a good mood this weekend, and I gave a couple people opportunity. I gave people a couple opportunities to um to go on. And this is my damn Apple Watch is all in my business. And um, yeah, you know my business, girl. And um, and they did they did a good job. One dude went over his time. I cut the mic off on him. <laughs> <laughs> I went in the booth. I said, yo, cut his mic. Because he was doing a guest spot. He was at the All top right. of the show. So he was messing up the timing of the show. All right. He was messing up the timing. So <clears throat> the comedians who are listening, what you don't know, if you don't know, I hope you know, the club has a certain amount of time. They want to get everybody out of there. The headliner wants to do a certain amount of time. So if that comic or any of those comics go over that time, it pushes the time back for us to get out of that club later. But if everybody's supposed to do what they're supposed to do, the headliner does his time, everybody walk out the door the way they're supposed to. And that's what people got to know. It's show business. There's the show side and then the business side. And that's what you got to learn, too. Can you manage yourself yet? Can you book yourself? Yes, absolutely. It's all, Can all you call clubs, send them? Okay. Yeah, you got Like, if you're doing that, you got to have tapes on yourself, send it to clubs, and hopefully they get back to you. That's how we used to do back in the day. Okay. See, I blew up because I started out in um, hip-hop. I started out on rap tours. Mm-hmm. I didn't go around like other comedians. I started out in with NWA, Jay Z, the Rough Riders, the the Cash Money Millionaires. What you was I'm a rapper? Going, I'm just going. No, I was just an open act as a comedian. Now you said something oh, uh, that's crazy. Now, one thing I know I got on every comic in the world is that most comedians cannot do a rap concert. I ain't talking about R and B. I ain't talking about Patty the Bell. Gladys Knight, that easy shit. I'm talking about a rap concert. 
talking about a rap concert, hardcore rap concert, and I was destroying them crowds. So like in tears. No, I was the host of the tour, nigga. No, no, no. I'm saying like so. I'm I, no. I was saying all right. So today, they have a comedian hosting a showcase where it's just all rappers, and the comedian got to keep coming in there, introducing the next rapper and stuff. Yeah, that's yeah. So that's was the other host, right? Okay, I know what I'm saying. Uh, so I was just I yeah, was um, today. yeah. I was doing that way back, and I didn't understand what you meant. Yeah. So yeah. So I was doing that in the early '80s, all the way up to man. Probably 20 years ago. I haven't done that type of concert in a while. But it was fun, you know? Mm-hmm. So now I'm getting ready. I just signed my deal. I'm getting ready to do Ball of Blocking too. So that'll be out next year. We're going to shoot that down in New Orleans. Me, baby. Um, Nicki Minaj, NBA Young Boy. Shit going to be insane. So I'm excited, yo. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited about that. Yeah, I'm playing the um, chief of police. I'm I'm gonna be my characters like motherfucking um, Denzel Washington in Training Day. Oh, see, listen, right? When people do stuff like that, I never seen Training Day. I just was watching stand up when that was out. Right. So I don't. I only know the part when he was at the end. The every the famous the, the famous part of the movie, but I don't know the movie at all. Wow! Well, why you ever watched it? It don't interest me. Okay, respect. I respect that. I respect that. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite I, movie I, anyway? My favorite movie? Uh, probably yeah, Friday. What kind of movie do you like? I just like Friday, comedy. Friday, I just okay. consume myself in comedy. Like, that's it. I don't really, and that's been since I was a kid. When I was a kid, I would just watch, like, George Lopez and Fresh Prince. And I did not want to yeah, see nothing. Though. I didn't want to see no, no action or none of that. Wow. I'm, I don't even like comedy that much, and I'm a motherfucking comedian. <laughs> <laughs> like, fuck that shit. Because I don't really consider myself a comedian. I consider myself a businessman, and comedy is my side hustle. Yeah, because comedy... I love comedians. I think they're good. I'm just not goofy like some of these niggas. Right. I'm not that goofy is bad. Let me sure I'm no, I, I know. clear. No, I'm talking to the audience who uh, might take my sin and interpret it the wrong way. Like, I could never do a roast. You know, motherfuckers sit there and let people talk about them? Right. I couldn't do that, nigga. Um, somebody say something crazy about me. I'm going to the car and get the motherfucking gat. And I'm coming back and blasting every motherfucker back. Damn! <laughs> Not for the jokey, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm coming back getting everybody. Fuck all that. I'm not there to go that he he ha ha shit. I just, I'm just too I'm I'm a serious guy, but some things I don't play with. Mm-mm. Oh, yeah, I played about everything. That's why I stay out of that comedy circle. Hmm? I played about everything. Any and everything. 
Now, tell me your favorite comics that you like and why. All right. Bernie Mac, because he's a legend. You know Bernie Mac. No, no, no. Uh, no, no, no. Not because he's a legend. Why do you, you like I mean, his style? His, 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 his whole way, his whole, his whole style. Like, it was just commanded the stage. Commanded your attention. He just, he just no, he just bungled it in my eyes. Mm-hmm. No, it's, 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 yeah, yeah, your eyes. That's all that matters right now. What, what you think is funny. A lot of people don't know why they like someone. They'll just say it because they're going with the the the, 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 the majority of the people. I want people to know why they like someone. So that's okay. why I'm asking you. Why did you like Bernie Mac? Well, I guess because he's raw. He was raw in that time. Mm-hmm. To me. Okay. Now, my, my second okay, one is Corey Holcomb. Okay. Because he's raw. Okay, mm-hmm. Super raw. Corey Holcomb is like, I feel like, damn, they they let him in before me. And I say the exact same shit of Corey. But mm-hmm. Corey is funny as fuck. And he, and he, he did the fuck serious. I don't know. Well, you know, they say, I don't know, but Corey's raw. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike yeah, Epps. Mike Epps, mm-hmm. I just feel like he grabbed, he know how to grab anything. Like, I've seen him do the Steph Curry joke. I'm like, this boy is crazy. It, it's like the stuff he say, anybody can say, but the way he say it is like, yo, this boy is crazy as shit. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah, I agree with all. I agree with your um, your list too. Comments are really good. Mm-hmm. You said five, right? Not three. We ain't gotta go five. Yeah, uh, let's do okay. five. Fuck it. We can do five. Go ahead. Go ahead. Get next. I'm going with number four, Martin. Because I just feel okay, like Martin. He 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 like a a, a a army knife, a Swiss army knife. He can do everything here. He can do a sitcom and be funny. The stand up and be funny. He can. He's just all over the board with it. He can host and be funny. Right. Everything. Mm-hmm. Number five. Yeah. My number five. Man. My number five. I'm throwing myself in there. God damn it! I'm throwing okay. me. There you go. I like that. I like that. And now, why do you think you're good? Because I'm. I'm the. I'm raw. You got to just see me. I can sit here and boast about myself. I feel like I'm that same thing on the stage. I just want to, I just want to polish it. Why? Listen to what I'm saying. Why you think you're funny? What is it about you? Well, shit, I really don't think think I'm funny. I really don't. People just keep saying I'm funny. They say it so much. I'm like, is this motherfucker lying to me? Like, there's no way you're (laughs) laughing this hard at the shit that I really think in my brain. Mm. So it's not really me. It's people like, yo, you're funny as shit. I'm like, bro, I'm dead serious. I'm really not being funny. And they get the same okay. response on stage, off stage. What's the most you ever got paid performing? $2,200. Mm, okay. In 10 years, how much money have you made doing stand-up? I don't have no, I don't know. Can you hear me? Think? 
figures of a hundred thousand. I've been living good. I don't. I don't. I don't plan to go back to a job because of the Instagram okay. times, the stand up times, the everything that comes with it. I don't. I don't, I don't, I don't actually. I stay on the internet a lot. Okay, that's how you make your money on the internet. Yes. And the road too. Like it's like a whole. It's a package deal. The internet is very. I don't know. It's it's, it's nice. Like right when I first the Instagram I got now is not. What I like I got I had about ten of them. Mm-hmm. So. My, when I first started going up on Instagram and Facebook, this was 2016. I'm like, what is going on? It was just flying. I didn't. I went from 1,000 followers to about uh, 50 from from the collaboration of Instagram, Facebook, and all that. It was intertwined back then. It was it was organic back then. You could just hit one button right. and share it to people. But over the time, they got all these rules, regulations. Can't cuss. Can't do this. Can't do that. I'd have got a thousand pages to, but when I first started going up, somebody was like, yo, how much you do for promotion? And I was like, give me $200. They gave mm-hmm. it to me. Now, every, everybody's giving me $200, like, damn near fucking five times a week. I'm getting $200. Wow. Like, so now I'm like, hold up, I don't even, like, it, now y'all running me dry, y'all ringing me dry, taking my jokes out of me, making me promote your business. I got to up the price. Now I go to, uh, $500. They're like, nigga, what's your cash at? Send me the $500 immediately. I said, oh my God, right. this is 2015. I'm like, I never went to work for two weeks and came home, cashed a check, and got $500. I never did that yet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this nigga gave $500 to do a minute promotion. I'll never, ever, yeah. ever go back to work again. And that's oh, when I was God. like, So I just want to fine tune this thing and, that's, and, and, and take it to the next level, and then the next level, and then the next level after that. Yeah, there's so many opportunities for people now to make money. Ain't that crazy? Absolutely. So, and, and that's when that's I be finding these kids dumb. Like, how are y'all even still playing with guns? There's not even no reason to. You can right. literally be whatever you want to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that, that's stupid. Right, these motherfuckers are here hustling backwards, yo. Rappers come from the street to get record deals just to get criminal records. I found this on the web. John Morant lost a power aid commercial endorsement. He's about to be the new face of Nike because LeBron about to right. leave. And he want to go around whether he was playing or not. Waving guns. I, I, I started to do a video on him, but I said, I'm going to leave that alone because the whole internet's going to wipe, wipe him, him clean, so I don't have to add my two cents. But I don't know right, what right, that's right. about. Here's what I, I learned can't. in life. Here's what I learned in life, you know. Not all of us, but some of us all get that that one moment when you fuck up in your life. The thing about that is, how do you bounce back? 
to make yourself right. better. Now, if he bounced back and does community stuff and teaching kids how not to use guns and don't make the mistake I made and do that till his career's over, he'll go out a legend. But if he keeps doing this shit, he going to fuck out the NBA. And he will be miserable for the rest of his effing life. He would be looked at and they will, people will say how, they'll compliment him on how good he was, but they'll laugh at him inside and say, you dumb motherfucker. You stupid. What? In the internet nowadays, they're they going to they drag you to you dead for real. Mm-hmm. So, yep. I'm just trying to figure out the people that he's trying to impress will give up whatever gang begging, thug, crip, I don't know what's going on, shit. They give all that up to play for the Denver. But cook among us. Yeah. Sure would. They play for the Memphis Bobcats. They don't, what? But hey, that's the decision you want to live with. So true. You want to be tough. The corny, it's the corny niggas who win, fam. For Michael that's the B. Jordan. Time it's for Michael B. Jordan. Street niggas don't win. I take a special street nigga to win. Even when Suge Knight got there, he destroyed himself. He could have been the man. Absolutely. That nigga could have been the man. He wasn't even a gangster. His, his family, his <laughs> people around him was a gangster. When he got a lot of money, all of a sudden he wanted to be tough. Well, we just we just see that about uh, everybody now. Everybody that's out now, a thousand people. The uh, I don't even want to say no names, but who? That's a lot of people out there. Act the same exact way. Right. Their family name. Yeah. Oh, you talking about the niggas down in Texas? <laughs> yeah, like fuck that. That's my nigga. Like. What, what I don't understand about Jay Prince, and I love, I don't give a fuck. I can talk about Jay. That's my man. When I sit back and watch Jay Prince, and, you know, we come up together in these streets. And it's just some shit you got to retire in life. Like, you, you should be associated with churches and community stuff, <laughs> not mob ties, not things right. that can hurt people. All right. Like, violence. After after nine years old, a nigga should never say, I'm going to whoop your ass or I'm going to do something to you after nine because that's beneath us. That's a child. Right. And we are men. We are kings. We're supposed to um, embedded breath in other people and, and make them powerful and encourage them to be better in life when you've gone through the shit we've gone through and that we're still here breathing. So many motherfuckers dying every day. And if you're here to change someone's life, to make somebody happy, this is what you should do. Because to be on this earth your whole life and not to have done nothing for nobody, 
It's just a really waste of time. Absolutely. Because we are here for a purpose. Do you know how many people are were supposed to be on this planet that never got born? I'm talking about energy now. All right. Like for you to be here, the odds of you to be right here on this phone is amazing all the way to conception. Because think about the thousands of sperms going to the egg, but you beat right. everybody. Think about so you being on Earth people. and how a lot of people... Yeah, think about you on Earth and a lot of other people are not here. Shit is and they were here yesterday. Yeah, this shit is deep. So, from Mob Ties to Jay Prince, I wish you well. Because I think he got arrested, if I'm not mistaken. I think I read. I, I don't know. Dude, I hope he didn't. But to all the young kids, all the rappers, to anybody that wants to do something wrong. I'm going to tell you a story. You can pull out as many guns as you want. You can talk all the shit that you want. At the end of the day, they got a place for you, and it's jail. And they will lock your ass the fuck up. Can I add this? And yeah. they do not turn nobody away from that motherfucker. I don't care if it's 200 it's brand new people. They're going to find room for all 200, y'all. I ain't so never, right, ever man. been to a jail. And, and they were like, dang, yo, we don't got no more room. Let him go. Yep. They never say that. Never. They going to squeeze so, your ass. I remember I got locked up in an L.A. County jail, right? And it was, it was only four beds. But it was, it was eight people in the cell. And we couldn't sleep on the floor because you at at night you could hear the rats mm -hmm. in the ventilator, right? And I ain't talking about two or three. I'm talking about it's like a march of rats <laughs> going somewhere. <laughs> so we wind up sleeping in the beds together. One slept one way, one slept the other, but we had to sleep like that. I understand on guard. It's crazy. Yeah, so when I see like that guy, um, that 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 white boy Tate over in London, wherever the fuck he is, who got picked up, you know what I'm talking about? Andrew Tate. Mm -mm. Oh yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, Andrew Tate is complaining about the conditions in jail and the the bed bugs and all that. And I said, What this nigga think it's the Ritz Carter? So let me explain to normal. people. <laughs> yeah, let me explain to people what's going on. Jail is not to accommodate you. The reason why jail is bad is supposed to put you in a situation that you never want to come back. All right. When you leave there, you're supposed to say, I ain't never going back to that because they want you to do right when you're on the street. You're, some of y'all, your mindsets is fucked up. You think jail is, you're supposed to have a three-course meal, lobster, steak, and motherfucking caviar. It don't work that way. That's, they, they feed you fucked up food. You got to wear other niggas' underwear. <laughs> that's, that's, yo, listen to me. If you have never been humiliated in your life, I'm going to tell you a story. When you get locked up and they process you, you go in, you take your clothes off, you put it in the bag, they give you a shower. You got to open your ass. You got to bend over and part 
your ass. You got to pull your ass apart <laughs> to make sure you got nothing, to make sure ain't nothing in your ass. True shit, yo. Oh, yeah, and call. Then you don't take a shower. Yeah. No, we don't get to that. You don't even get the call yet. We, I'm going through processing. Then yeah, you got to squat and call. Form. I don't know what last can time I you was the, there. Can, can, can I tell the story? Thank you, man. Let me tell the fucking story. And then they sprayed you down with that fucking white powder shit. Then you might get your phone. Depending on where you are. Then don't let the jail be overcrowded. You get there at 9 o'clock on a Friday, nigga. You might not get a bed till Sunday. And niggas want to go through that shit? the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. Am I right, yo? No, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Niggas want to do that twice or three times input. a year. Yeah, put your input in there. I want to hear what you were saying. I'm sorry to cut you off. I just want to get my thoughts crushed. No, no, no. I was just saying you you absolutely right. Niggas, it, but niggas love it. Niggas act like that's the stripes. I'm going back to see my homies. Nigga, Chi-Chi, I see y'all. They ain't doing nothing on the streets. There's nothing going on the streets. I'm just go to jail. I wouldn't be a bum and go to jail. I wouldn't be homeless on the street. Exactly. But I'm there. I'm you, you know what's crazy? You know what's crazy when you're in there? You don't know what time it is because you can't see. It's like you're underground. You got to ask motherfuckers, is the daylight outside? Can, can don't I tell you the about jail? The window. Listen to me, you go to jail, nigga, if you see any sun coming out of a crack of a door or somebody open the door and shut it real fast, nigga, you, you feel privileged. Am I right? You want to, you yeah, see some grass? What? Right. <laughs> nigga, that's the, nigga, was that Dave, the sun? Dave's got grass out there. Right. <laughs> Yo, I saw the sun for the first time in a month. And you come out light as a naked mole rat. Yeah. It's sad, man. So it all comes down to choices. Nope. Have you watched Snowfall? No, nope. Okay, I wanted to see no, what what? you thought about that. I just want to tell yeah. you this, all right? About, can I tell you one, about, one thing about jail? Yeah. Everybody's everybody clock, the light switch turn on at different times. Like, because I've been, to, I'm only, I've been to jail three times. And the last time, is not until the last, my light switched, switched on, I was in a cell with this 18-year-old, right? And I was 29 years old. So mm -hmm. I'm sitting there, I'm talking to him, I'm giving him all the game I can give him. We talking for like four or five hours. We stopped talking at like 3 o'clock in the morning. I'm just running it down to him. At the end of the conversation, he said, Dang, I ain't no grown-ups go through that. And I said, oh, my God. When did I become a grown-up? That's crazy. That's deep. <laughs> I'm a grown-up. So I, I can't keep coming in jail because I'm a grown-up. Right. I got to stop this childish shit. Yep. Yep. So that was my last day in jail when he told me that I was a grown-up. Yeah, I'm glad. Yep. I like the way you put that, fam. I remember the last time I got locked up, I was embarrassed because I've I'm, I was I'm, I've been successful for all my life. 
And to be in there knowing I had did some dumb shit, we see the way other people dress. I was I was walking in the court before they knew who I was. When I walked in, you know what they used to say to me? Good morning, yeah. counsel. They thought I was an attorney. <laughs> Imagine that. They think you're an attorney and you going up for attempted to grand larceny. <laughs> Because I used to go in that motherfucker like an attorney. Cashmere coat, gray slacks, sweater, tie. And I've been out here doing some dumb shit. <laughs> <laughs> and here's the thing to the people listening, male and female, because you women are catching up like a motherfucker doing crime. The thing I can say before I leave, ladies and gentlemen, everything you do is about choices, more so than you ever think. So from getting up in the morning, living your life, avoid arguments with people, avoid be serious about who you date, don't waste your time, be careful who you have sex with, because... Sex makes babies, not love. Um, and if it's not meant for you to have, just don't get it. Don't go out here and steal. Don't go out here and do things that's not necessary to fuck up your life. Because, see, yeah. some of us bounce back. Like my man on the phone, he said he went to jail three times, but he's on the podcast with me. Ain't no telling how many times I've been locked up. And I've been locked up a lot, but here I am, successful, and I got—I was blessed. Some people don't get that chance. So what I'm trying to show you, what he's trying to say to you as well, don't put yourself in that box to figure it out. How about that? Because what we said earlier, and we're gonna go back to that. We're gonna say good, late, um, say good night or good afternoon. The corny person wins at life, ladies and gentlemen. Every street nigger that'll listen to this knows street niggas very rarely get the break. That's why when we get the break, we love each other. We, we, we cheer for that man because we know how hard it is because the corny niggas win. And even though uh, I love Michael B. Jordan because he's black, he's still a corny nigger. But that nigga gonna go all the way to the bank with that shit. You better believe it. When his career's over, Michael B. Jordan will be one of the richest niggas in Hollywood. Because Hollywood like corny niggas, Hollywood like little short niggas, Hollywood like <laughs> niggas with terms that look buffoonish. No, for real. Because they see Michael Jordan is in a class by himself. When it comes to comedy, anything they'll never let real men represent their communities because they don't want someone. They don't want blacks to have a leader. They don't want blacks to have somebody strong, and that's the truth. See, it's hard now for them to stop it because we have the internet, and the internet has helped. Like, look at me. I push masculinity, and people see that TK is a man. Years ago, they had a band of nigga like me being strong. 
and teaching other black men to be strong. Like, what the fuck he doing? Go, go get that nigga. Right. motherfuckers how to win. We can't have that. Ladies and gentlemen, catch me around the world. This is T.K. Kirkland Podcast. Tell your friends about this motherfucker show. See, because even though we don't do videos, I'm still the top in the top 50 in the world and podcasting, which is phenomenal. For all the new podcasting companies coming on, I salute you. Welcome aboard to the podcast world. With that, catch me March 25th in Philadelphia, matter of fact. All right? In motherfucking Philly. Make sure you come check me out. Um, just follow me on that's, my... Um, go ahead, I'm sorry, Rebecca. Go ahead. That's true. I got I to gotta show March 25th, too, in Philly. Oh, where at? Uh, let me look. Oh, that's a show. Let me look it up real quick. Yeah, but no, nah, nigga, we might have to make one come see you. Come see me, then. Let me, let me show you what I do, though. The comedy show is March 25th at 5222 Walnut Street. They're going to stay in I got jokes to comedy show. Headline of Tata Suisse, March 25th, 8 p.m., hosted by Molly Cobain. They don't say no the name of no spot. See how Ricky Dink this shit is? Mm, okay. So next time I'm talking, don't motherfucking interrupt me when I'm promoting my shit. <laughs> I thought you was done, my fault. <laughs> no, I wasn't done, nigga. I my fault, to show you my let me put some real shit up here. This nigga, I try to show this nigga love. He fucking up my shit. Um, SW Promotions, Philly Live, comedy at the Calabash, ladies and gentlemen. March 25th in Philadelphia. For tickets, call Ward at 267-324-1504. All right? Um, 6208 Lancaster Avenue. Trust me, this will be a sold-out motherfucking event. I'm excited about it. So, Philly, keep doing your thing, my man. What, oh, tell me your name, yo. Listen, this is your boy, Chill Mac, backpack, couple racks and all that. Fucking wrong to me, got to chill. If you from Philly, you know what's up. What's up, Philly? But yeah, if you're not, I'm up. still working. I'm still working. I'm still pushing. I'm still grinding. Uh, my that's show tell him your hand, though. ain't going to be nobody hand, there. My, chill Mac to Chill Mac, C-H-E-A-A dot M-A-K. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, follow this young man. Let him know that you heard him on the T.K. Kirkland podcast, and you will be watching his journey until he makes it. And we wish any comment that I talk to, anybody I talk to, once you talk to me, we wish you the utmost success. You stay in touch with me, family. You hear me? I'm sorry it took so long yes, sir. to get back to you. But no one problem. thing you can say about T.K. Kirkland, I kept my word. Absolutely. You take care of yourself. To yes, everybody from Australia to Egypt to motherfucking um, um, Rotterdam and UK, London, Paris, Japan, the Bay Area, Oakland, California, San Francisco, L.A., Houston, Texas, Dallas, Miami, Florida, Philadelphia, the tri-state area, Jersey City, New Jersey, New York. I thank all my fans. If I missed anybody, I'll catch you next time. This is the T.K. Kirkland Podcast. Tell somebody who knows somebody that got an iPhone 
They got an Android. Download the TK Kirkman Show and listen to the podcast that's changing lives around the world. Because we keep it real over here. Take care of yourself, fam. All right. Have a good one. You too. Make sure you follow TK Kirkland on Instagram at TK underscore Kirkland. For more information about upcoming events and more, visit www.officialtkkirkland.com. This episode of the TK Kirkland Show was produced by Chris Thomas, executively produced by Charlemagne the God. This is an official Loudspeakers Network production.